0: Let me clear my throat. It's an old song. Hi, this is Jim the Keys, bartender. How are you today? I hope it's great. I hope that's the reason you come here. And I hope I'm not too much of a bitch face. And I mean that in a non-gender specific way. A, A bitch face. Yeah, that's it bitch face, you know. You don't want to have a bitch face, you know. It's kind of like a smirk where you come in and people... You know, sometimes if they're wearing masks, it's hard to tell. Well, we are in the Keys and we are still busy. It is a beautiful day here. And uh, I won't... I'm not doing it to torture you people that are going through another round of... uh, What did they call that? A snow bomb or whatever... I used to live in that stuff and I don't hate it. I don't hate that stuff. I used to enjoy the the idea of just not having to do anything. And you don't have I mean you gotta shovel and you gotta do things like that. I understand. But when it's really bad you just gotta sit and you know, survive. Eat, feed the family, do things like that. Sometimes you have to go out and it's really difficult, I understand that. But thank you for joining us. Joining us. The royal us. Not that I'm royal. I could be a royal pain in the ass. That's what I'm told by the wife and uh, co-workers and other people. So, I'd like to start out by talking about the Long Island iced tea. Now, it gets a bad rap—a rap from mixologists, bartenders who... Consider themselves mixologists. Not just bartender. I'm a bartender. I think I know how to make decent drinks. I'm not a mixologist. I'm not really precise. I kind of, you know, half-ass it sometimes. But I think I do it with a kind of consistent half-ass sort of way. Or whole-ass, whole-ass it. But with... When it comes to Long Island iced tea, for those of you unexperienced or unschooled, or I'm unschooled, but I'm very experienced with bartending, and mixologists look at it and they see like this, all this shit thrown in together. So, and they think it's a mess. And I've heard it on all the drinks, uh, like my bartender sites and the social groups I belong to on different social applications. They call it garbage drinks for garbage people. I mean, I would not equate a drink with garbage people. I mean, rum used to be the drink of pirates, you hear. I mean, obviously, they manufacture rum for other people, too, because pirates are a very limited sector for business to go into. But calling a drink garbage and the people that drink it garbage, that's that's really painting it all one color, and that's just not the way to go. So what? let's start out what it is. And generally, you use a Collins glass, a tall Collins glass. It, has, uh, it should hold about at least 10 ounces of liquid because you're going to be a lot of liquid in it. And what you do is you generally put a half a shot of vodka, gin, rum, tequila and a quarter ounce of triple sec and follow that with coke and sour mix. Some people say not to shake it. Some people do. It doesn't matter because it's supposed to be an iced tea. You don't worry about the carbonation going out. So it looks exactly like an iced tea, but it doesn't taste. Well, it does, ideally, it shouldn't taste really powerful. But people order it and sometimes people, oh, that's a lot. And they think, you drink too much of it? Yeah, you should not put a whole drink, a whole shot, like an ounce and a quarter. That's five ounces of liquor into any drink and expect that someone survive more than two. And some people are proud of that. And so I can drink like four of them, five of them. That's four of them if you pour heavy. And try to make it with a full shot. It's like drinking a fifth of liquor. That's a fifth of a gallon. That is liver disease uh, territory. Yeah. So yeah. Then I I think a lot of times people just over over pour that drink. But when it's made right, it's actually. Quite a delightful drink. Take it from a person that doesn't drink anymore. I never really went for that because I didn't really care about drinking something that didn't taste like a drink. I always, part of the thing for me when I drank was tasting something that tasted like a drink. At one time I drank Barents apple liqueur, it's a German, and it tasted just like apple juice. tasted exactly like apple juice. I didn't. I didn't like it. I said, if I want to drink apple juice, drink apple juice. He goes, well, if you drink a lot of this, you'll get drunk. I, uh, I don't care. Like, I mean, I, I used to care about getting drunk all the time, but this isn't show isn't about that. It's about the Long Island Ice Tea and the people that order it, order just for the heck of it. And it's like having it's like having two and a half, two two drinks, in one the amount of alcohol you it. so So whenever you drink something like that, you should say if you're a two-drink person, if you drink a Long Island iced tea, you're going to be a one-drink person. Okay? And it is one of the more expensive drinks because what they do is you, it's kind of like around twice the amount of a regular, let's say, gin and tonic. As well as it should because it's twice as much alcohol. But I don't consider just because someone's drinking something that they be garbage. Unless they're drinking garbage juice. It's probably a drink called garbage juice. I mean, when I, I was also, I used to drink bourbon, neat. And if you listen to the show, you'll know that neat means poured into a glass, no ice. Room temperature. Now, some people keep their bottles in the fridge or the freezer. That's chilled. No matter if you pour it over ice or anything. So, neat is room temperature, no ice, no mixer. That's when you walk up to a bar and you say, "I have Scotch neat in a glass." You don't have to do it too, too much. You know, people know when you're ordering Johnny, Johnny Blue, or Special Edition Glenfiddich that you're not going to put club soda in it, or tonic, or anything like that. Some people do, but you're going to have to tell them. Generally, when they order something like that, I won't put any ice in it. Anything the higher, higher the price, the brown liquor, the less. Now, when it comes to vodkas and tequilas and gins, normally they're chill. Every so often, someone says, serve it to me neat. Vodka neat. That's kind of like a European thing too. Sometimes they like that. They got like that warm vodka. Room temperature vodka. And they would burn the throat. That's it. But. It's neither here nor there. There is no reason to judge someone by what they drink. They drink something upscale. They're used to paying for it. That's up to them. If they drink something cheap. It doesn't mean they're trash either. So. That's just my opinion. And I'm it's a strong opinion there. So people that drink beer, people that drink really good scotch, people that drink vodka martinis and stuff like that, they're all the same until they show me different. And that's what we're going to spend the, next of the sh- uh, rest of the show talking about. It's making peace. And recently... Recently, we recognize that, in, at least in the U.S., and I know in a lot of different places, people, there's culture wars, there's Me Too movement, there's partisanship, all these things, religious, non-religious, uh, people who celebrate Christmas, other people that don't really give two shits about it. Uh, and, and people end up being in two different camps, and it seems the more stalwart one maybe reactionary people, people that want to try to maintain old traditional styles that, instead of moving on to something new, which is well and good. It doesn't make you one way or another. Some people like traditional ways. But there's no reason to really hate each other for that. And it's gotten to be real vicious and and to the bone in families and things like that over politicians. You can give two shits about either of these politicians sometimes. They could give two shits about you and why you would lose a friend or a family member over an idea. As long as the person's idea isn't mean-spirited and hateful. I'm not going to f- defend racist. Um, if you're a racist, you're, you're unredeemable. You're just that. If you judge a person by the color of their skin and not the content of their character, then you're, 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 I'll call you, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. I'm sorry. Yeah, you could point out totally different places where there's a certain group of people there and it's not as nice as the way you remember it. It does not make those people assholes or dickheads or shitheads or subhumans. We've been down that route before and that doesn't work. So we'll just do away with that. But last night I'm sitting there and there's some two brothers that come in from New York. And I love them dearly. And one, we were just, some sport was playing. I'm watching, I see that the basketball uh, game is on, tele- college basketball game. And I noticed that the other team is beating them by at least double. The score was like 25 to 60. And I go, oh, that's kind of... And this guy goes off. I don't like basketball. I don't like football. It's because people kneeling. I'm a patriot. I'm a flag. And say I understand that. You are a patriot. You love the flag and stuff like that. And so people like that should be blah, 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 putting get on there. And I said, you know what? And then I'm sitting there and then I'm feeling it because I was feeling good. And then I said, you know what? I agree with you 100%. He goes, you do? And I say, yes. And people that disrespect the flag should, as well as people that disrespect um, our national symbols, like the Capitol of the United States, because it happened to be January 6th, and I was talking about the rioters and people that take shits in hallways and, you know, attack police officers with the American flag and do, do you know do all sorts of horrible things. They should go to jail for a long time too, all of them, all the people that uh, supported it and the people that started it. And the guy, it shut the guy down. I said, listen, there's no reason to have this discussion. Now, there are partisans on both sides. There are partisans on both sides. People that kneel because they want to protest um, a, a way of being treated by law enforcement. And people that think that a election that... Was even though a lot of their candidates won, and they gained some ground, the guy on the top of the ticket didn't. So they must have been stolen. But they didn't steal the election for the other people that you know were winning, you know, winning their races. Wouldn't all of them have lost if it was stolen? And Christmas, no one's looking to cancel Christmas. Celebrate your people love selling new things. If you're a store owner, you love Christmas. If you have a Christmas tree farm, you love Christmas. People don't have a problem with that. Most people don't have a problem with saying Merry Christmas because when do they say, they don't say "Merry Jesus, Mary Jesus' birth, so yes, that's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not worth breaking a family relationship up. And why bring it up? Why bring it up? Does it really matter? If if you're gathered if you're gathered together at a Christmas dinner or New Year's Eve function or New Year's Day, you're sharing an experience like Christmas, you're not anti Christmas, and someone that isn't, they may not be one that they don't they may be Jewish, they could be Muslim, they could be almost anything. An agnostic. Why focus on the difference and why, if someone doesn't agree with you, if it's not critical, if it's not critical, the difference. And criticals difference says, oh, I believe that you should be able to kill whoever you want. Well, that's a critical difference. No, I believe that people should be able to just... Drive whatever speed. Well, that's a critical difference. Uh, drive whatever speed they want, wherever they are. I shouldn't have to stop for school buses. I think most people probably, if you pick one subject, more people have things they agree on than they disagree on. Like you start, you could start with all the things people agree on. School buses. When a school bus is dropped, stops to pick up kids, yes, I think it's a good idea to stop when a school bus is letting kids off a of bus. And I would find it hard to find somebody who sincerely believes that's a good idea not to stop. Okay? And sometimes there's something wrong with them at the time. I'm not saying deep-seated wrong like as a person. They're not truly evil. They could be fucked up. Or you need to drink liquid every three days. You've got to drink at least you know this amount. Drinking water is good for you. Eating food is good for you. Sleeping is good for you. Getting along with people is good for you. Almost everything important in life, most people will agree on. The most important things. Now, there's the minutia of it. The minutia of it and critical people think that it the really hard thing that really convince people of it's like where does life begin and whose life is more important and that's thing that yes they can disagree on that i can see how that is that that should be one of the main thing it should be people's right to choose or people's you know the right for a child to exist i understand how important that problem is and some people believe it starts at conception. Right? They think right then when that egg is fertilized, that's a life. You don't have any right to do anything with it. Okay. That, that is something that people will have a problem with. But after that, I, I think there's levels of things. There's levels of things. And I can understand where people say, well, listen, the mother, if the mother's life is in danger, if she was raped, um, if the child's severely disabled, it's a quality of life issue. It's a quality of life issue. There won't be anybody to care for this person, you know, that, that is born. And I find it very hard and difficult to, you know, when people say there's a viable, a viable uh, fetus and it's aborted. Late-term abortions, horrible, horrible, horrible. But it's something people are going to disagree on. The death penalty, that's something people disagree on. Like, someone does something horrible, it's society's retribution for that transgression. And then where there's someone on the reverse side, and I don't understand how people that think you know life is one of these things god given and that they can automatically be pro death penalty that's morally inconsistent to me i don't get that i think pro life should be across the board pro life say no nope, i'm pro life this the state has no right to take someone's life right and if you're pro-choice, you say you should say, okay, the woman's right to choose and the state's rights to choose because you know this person is such a transgression. Those things, I know it gets kind of hairy with that. And people say, well, there's so many inconsistencies with it and stuff like that, that the way they enforce it. Then that's another angle there. But, so you get those things. Um, you get... But after that, after those critical life and death questions, what is there to disagree on? What is there to disagree on? United States, what do you want? What do you want for your children? Well, we want them to be well-fed, happy, taken care of, well-educated. Well-educated is a really good idea. In in order to be well-educated, they're going to have to eat, you know, this stuff. So let's pour our resources into taking care of these children because they're our future and let's do it. Now, also, the people that have worked all their lives they shouldn't live in poverty at the end of their life. Maybe we should take care of them too. Okay. You found common ground. Showing a little respect for young people and older people. Making sure that they're not harmed, they're safe, and things like that. So, and then you think, well, optimally, op- optimal, opt- this is one of my problems I have a speaking concern. the optimal situation is for people to grow up in a house that doesn't have too many disruptions and generally pleasant. Not everyone gets that, and they have to deal with that and stuff like that, but we should do something to promote that, Right? I'm not saying give it away. I'm not saying give it away. But if there's a resource we want to protect, so that resource would be like water, air, open space. Children are, people are resources too. If you don't believe that, look at countries that don't care about their people. And have leaders that don't give a shit. Because they die in droves. So we get all confused with these things. And we think about what do we really want? What do we really want at the end of the day? You can start talking about the issues. You can talk about guns. You can talk about sex. uh, Trafficking. And human trafficking. And all these things. Where does it get you at the end of the day? If you're you're not doing anything bad, then you should be concentrating on things that ease your life, ease the relationships you have and the way you deal with people and the way you deal with your job. So when you go in your job, you're saying, well, I, I generally um, don't like to work because I don't like my job. It's a lot of stress. I get a lot of... Ha- I understand. Get a different job. Get a different job. But... If you if you are going into work and you don't hate your job, why wouldn't you generally just be happy? If, if it's a choice, if it's a choice. Now a lot of people have things going on in their lives. They have you know they have health issues, relationship issues, relationship issues. If you're having relationship issues, sometimes you have to end it. Sometimes people don't want to end relationships, and that becomes something else entirely where you have to involve the state. And with a restraining order or something like that, maybe. If it's harmful. But generally, whenever you're doing something, whether it's in relationship or at work and things like that, don't you want to be happy while you're doing it? And why would someone encumber that? You're Sometimes we become an encumbrance to our own happiness. It sounds like I'm all over the place, but... We, if you drill down to the issues that make us unhappy, for the longest time I was unhappy because first it was the person that got elected president a while back. And then it was the way people treating the president that got elected and the way people act like this and that. Well, that's other people acting that way. That's other people acting that way. I should not change my attitude because of some way someone's acting unless it's directly, directly affecting me. Yes, I can do things to alleviate. I can do, I can support, do things on the side, uh, join a campaign, do all those things I can. But in the end of the day, when I come home, there's no reason for me to be upset about things that aren't happening in the house or in my community or to my friends and family. I can do things to address that, like feed the homeless, give money to Catholic charities or whatever, just the name of just two things Salvation Army although i I can do all those things, but I don't need to be miserable about it. It's horrible that people have been their pets whenever I had a pet I never abandoned it and we lost our dog we're not ready to get a dog right now but we're ready to do another thing with that but we're not going to sit home and cry every time we hear what's her name what's that name woman's name Sarah McLaughlin. in the PETA commercial I think it's PETA something's about dogs and it's just sad how there are people out there that would I, I, you know what, that is an encumbrance. If you do, if you're one of those people that would run a one of those puppy mills where you keep dogs in cages and Nicole and all this stuff, and you, you know, you're just breeding pets and selling them and stuff like that. Uh, that's just selfish, mean, and I mean, I, I do have that, but I'm not. I can think about that long and hard and get sad about it. But I'm not omnipotent, I can't do anything about it, I can just mention it and say listen, I disagree with that lifestyle. I don't think I would enjoy the company of a person that would think that's an acceptable way to treat someone like that. Just like I wouldn't want someone who tort- you know takes you know, tortures someone or maliciously hurts someone or takes advantage of someone, either sexually or non sexually. But I don't know I don't know, but to get upset about people I don't know, I'll never meet, that doesn't really contribute. I can just say, hey, listen, this is what I stand for, this is what I'm against. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it, I'm here to be your friends. I have friends that complete believe in totally different political views than I am, and we get along great because we agree on one thing that we're friends. Yeah, we agree on one thing: is friends, and we have the same general feeling about our family and friends and people around it. And a lot of these people suddenly like we almost have the same views, except they're they're critically different. So that's no reason for me to be unhappy. Another big thing about being unhappy and contentious is feeling good about yourself feeling good about yourself and I didn't it took me a very long time to realize that I abused alcohol it took me the longest time I mean it I one time I had to go to the hospital after I had my hand uh, damaged it was bruised up and after I got it x-rayed the doctor said well Oran, it looks like your hand was run over by a car and I didn't recall that but I didn't think I drank I didn't think I had a drinking problem Every so often I thought, yeah, I have a drink problem. But I didn't know what alcoholics, uh, recovering alcoholics did. I just saw other ones and I just thought, well, I'm not like that exactly. But there was a couple times when I walked home without any shoes or my wallet. Because I got rolled. I know at least once it happened from downtown Philadelphia. I didn't question that either. And I kept on going out and doing it, going out and doing it, doing the same thing. I did I was not responsible. I was not responsible. I wasn't I'm not saying I wasn't responsible for myself. I wasn't behaving responsibly. I was not only did I put other people's lives at risk, I put my own life and happiness at risk. I gave it all away. And and people say, well, all those years you wasted and you decided when you were 44 and then you went back again when you were 51 for five years. Well, what, what was that all about? Well, I, you know, sometimes it takes people a little longer. But I have that time to realize that. I have that time. I have this time. To realize I don't have to be angry about those things I don't have to be angry at the, the person that decided that it was a good idea to buy a case of beer and a bottle of bourbon and drink all those things in one night. I don't do that for shock value that's just the thing I did as normal. I did the, I, I bought liquor in lieu of paying rent and satisfying my debts. And it kept on putting me in a hole and a hole and a hole and a hole in relationships. So people would have relations, women would have relationships with me. Because I guess I would clean up enough that I was somewhat presentable. I would just, laying down in the gutter, more like one of those characters in a Dickens novel. I'm sure they've seen those people and just say, listen to that drunken slob. I don't look at people and say, look at that drunken slob, because that drunken slob was me. And I'd say, well, you know, I was drinking just to be happy, and then it turned out in the end, it just never made me happy. So that was the one thing I had to do. And then there was another thing, is to do it. You know, there's always one thing. Life doesn't get better because you take care of, just because you take care of one issue, you got to it's almost like a full court press one of the biggest things is deciding to be happy okay and there's other things you have to do there's other things you have to do you got to get out rid of the biggest impediments could be a person in your life who's always every time you see him, they say boy they do every time you see him, there's a lot of drama there's a lot of vitriol that goes out and they're vicious and Mean, and they're nice to me, but sometimes they're mean to other people. And I, I don't, well, maybe you have to stand off, give them a little space, see if that works for a while. Right? If you have a problem, a physical problem that can be alleviated, you see a doctor. Today, while I was um, looking at one of my times someone posted, I'm a, you know, they were about my height, a little shorter, and they were talking about how their back, it's been bothering the person is in her early 30s, I think. Early 30s. I'm 58 years old. And about 14, 15 years ago, my back started giving me problems. I mean, every so often I would tweak it and I would be out of commission for a week. And when I say out of commission, I kept on working, but I was out of commission doing anything else. And that's because I was, I mean, I was going to the gym. Eight hours a week, but I wasn't doing all the things I could do for strengthening that area. And I heard this for a long time to say, you know, you just get to keep your core strong. So, what I've been doing since as I get older is if I do anything, if I do anything, I always start with my sit ups and my back exercises. That's it, sit ups and back exercises. And, that's, and then I roll out, I stretch out my back. And that has alleviated that problem there. So I addressed it. And I, I always had money issues because I would spend it, well, it was on alcohol. It was on alcohol a lot of times. It would was, was spend things on substances that would, thought that would make me happy. And then it would put me in a hole and the substances didn't make me happy. And then the ensuing debt wouldn't make me happy. And the the other troubles I had because of that Did not make me happy. So if I got rid of the one thing that did a lot of those, you know, caused a lot of those problems, it it has helped, has helped a lot. But the one thing, and I keep on losing sight of it sometimes, and I think that's because I don't meditate enough, is... The decision to be happy at the end of the day, and not worry about. Say, listen, if someone comes up and starts saying, "Hey, Jim, come up, I want to talk to you," it could be uh, a friend, a boss, a coworker. Like going to work, and the first thing you hear is something negative, and you go, "Oh, god damn it!" Now you got this to put on your head because your your brain changes as you go up. Like a lot of times, when I was drinking, I really didn't give a shit someone would say something and be drinking and I'd forget about it but now i remember everything not everything i don't remember a lot of names sometimes that's that gets scary that gets scary but i don't want to worry about that i'm not worried about getting old i'm not worried about dying at this point i think because it's really important right now and say so if you worry about dying about getting old and things like that it stops you f- from getting in between that and i talk to a lot of between you and your happiness I talk to a lot of people about that. I say, listen, you're, you, you, to the people that come in a bar, I say, listen, maybe you should do a little activity. Just go walking. Instead of coming, I mean, uh, talking to a regular and things like that, you, instead of coming here right away, maybe you should go home and go for a walk for like a half hour, 45 minutes. Just go for a walk. Then go out. See how it is. I started doing that walking in the middle of the... It was, I guess, the early 90s. I would go for long, long walks. And I didn't realize that the long walks were meditation. But I did a lot of thinking, and then I was... You know, just looking at the trees. It was in the middle of Philadelphia. And I was getting exercise. And I was serving multiple purposes. Because I didn't want to quit drinking. I didn't even think I had a problem drinking. But I did want to quit smoking. I knew if I was walking, I wouldn't have a cigarette. So we would carry like a gallon of water with me. And some food. And just go for a walk. I mean, I'd walk if I had the day off. And I was in catering. I would walk 19, 20 miles. And when I say 19, 20 miles. Because originally the pole park... And if I walked the whole park in Philadelphia, it, was, it went across the whole top northern part of uh, the northeast section of the city. It was about 19 miles from beginning to end. And sometimes I would walk a couple miles to get there and back. So I would do, I guess maybe 24, 25. I'd be going like six, seven hours and I got in pretty good shape and then a couple years later I decided to join a gym and, and realized taking care of my body was a good thing but I still would eat the wrong things and I still, you know, you got to splurge some places. You know, happiness is is more of a, what do you call it, a spectrum. But I wasn't ready to do all those things where we just give up Meat, eat more vegetables. You know, stop drinking. But they do those things. Those things that do bother me. If I let them go, if they cause more a deficit in my life than they add to it, then maybe it's time to think about. You know, I need to. I need to keep my weight on now. I've kind of stabilized my weight loss. I'm at a firm 218, 218. St- between 2.15 and 2.18 if I count my clothes and my sneakers. Because every time I go the gym, I go in there, it's 2.18. I just got to keep on doing what I've been doing. I can stay there. Don't have to get any new pants or new belts, bigger belts. I got a bunch of, nice thing about it, I got a bunch of belts I can't wear anymore because I don't have enough holes and they're not the kind of pants you, or belts that you punch holes into. With that... That's pretty much the, the the gist of what I want to talk about. It's just I I became obsessed with things that weren't important to me. And once I get rid of that obsession or stop focusing on that and start focusing on the things that I need to do, like make sure I take care of family, do the work, pay my bills, not don't drink. I did mention working out. Because that's part, I guess that's part of meditation. Someone mentioned today in the gym, they said, uh, working out, when they stopped working out, anxiety would build up. And I said, oh, I can see that. I can see that 100%. And they were talking about aromatherapy and all this stuff. And this guy was a regular guy. He said, you know, like if you spray this on your pillow, sometimes it makes you think you're someplace else. I said, that's all great things. Because you're thinking about something else and not... Dwelling on the negative. There was a song, uh, Accentuate the Positive, Eliminate the Negative. Not a great song for me. It was kind of like one of those 1950s happy songs and stuff like that, but not technically that great a song. But it was a great sentiment in life. Eliminate the positive, accentuate, no, eliminate. Uh, essentially the positive eliminate the negative you don't want to eliminate the positive that would suck right i'm going to sign off i'm going to thank you for listening i do appreciate all the downloads i've been getting from all over the place um i am targeting one million downloads i know it's the beginning of the year just keep on going guys i appreciate it uh whoever's in naples thank you Listener in Naples who's doing all the downloading, Knoxville, Tennessee, Philadelphia, New York. Uh, oh, gosh. Where else do we have? Atlanta, Bahalia, Mississippi. Uh, it was interesting, the hodgepodge of, of places we have in Taiwan, India, uh, Germany. I, I do like it. I do appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions, please send your questions to Jim at I will be back to you next week. I don't think I'm going to do any more shows this weekend. Maybe I will. Who knows? It's whatever. But this part, this part right here where I get to talk to you is the best part. Is one of the best parts of the day, best part of the day, because I don't want to, you know, So, but it's the best part for keeping me healthy. I, I, it makes me sort things out sometimes. It doesn't sound like I'm sorted out, does it? It's like, Jim, you're all over the fucking place. Well, that's where I like to be sometimes. But I'd like to thank you for listening and putting up with me, and this is me signing off. Bye.